This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2144. Are you overusing this compound adjective? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Back in 2013, there was one compound adjective in English that people were overusing all of the time. Find out what it was and whether we're still hooked on this word today. Bist du auf der Suche nach einer neuen Crime-Serie für dein nächstes Streaming-Abenteuer? Entdecke mit WOW preisgekrönte Top-Serien parallel zum US-Start und Blockbuster kurz nach dem Kino-Release. Von der neuen Staffel True Detective mit Oscar-Preisträgerin Jodie Foster bis zu den neuen Folgen von The Rookie. WOW hat für jeden Crime-Fan genau den richtigen Nervenkitzel zu bieten. Gehe jetzt auf wowtv.de und starte deinen nächsten packenden Fall. Streaming war noch nie so WOW. Hey Aubrey, how's everything going today? I'm great. How are you, Lindsay? Good. I'm excited to be on the mic. I'm having a good day. All good. So, Aubrey, would you say that here, here at Allers English, we are audience centric? Here at Absolutely. Allers English? Yeah. Yes, right. We think about you guys, our listeners, every time I prepare an episode as we're recording. Like, that's what's important. We want to make sure that everything we're sharing is super useful for you. So, we are very yeah. audience centric. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like we're a little bit obsessed with our listeners in a good way. You know, we're always thinking about you guys every time we're thinking, how are we going to present this grammar, this vocabulary? It's all about connection in my mind. It's about how are you going to take this out on the street into your workplace and use it to connect, right? So yeah, we're pretty audience centric. What are we talking about today, by the way? Well, we're talking about how words like audience centric are created when we combine two adjectives and make a compound adjective like audience centric. There are many others. We'll share a few of them today. But Mm -hmm. this episode was inspired by your interview with Matt Abrams. I was reading the transcript and he said, Let's see. He said, I'm a big fan of finding structure, being audience centric and focusing on connection. And I was like, "Ooh, that's going to be a good episode because we do this with a lot of different adjectives. Yeah. And it's good when you can use this to talk about what your focus is in your life, in your career. Um, I love that conversation with Matt. I hope we can have him on the show again. Uh, Great, Aubrey. Well, first, before we get into it, we want to remind our listeners, hit that follow button so that we drop right into your listening queue. We're in the new year now. It's time to set up this new habit. You know, some of our listeners, we've seen them move from 50% comprehension to 75%, 85% just listening to the show. Right. Yes, which is amazing. And if you missed that interview with Matt Abrams, which is fantastic, likely you're not following the show. So the episodes aren't dropping right into your queue. That one was 2064. You could scroll back and get it, but hit follow so that you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Yes, good stuff. So I think our listeners are ready for some vocab that they can implement right away in their lives. Where do we start today? 
Yes, absolutely. Our first one is audience centric. So centric just means centered upon or focused around. So you can take a lot of different nouns like audience, attach centric, and you have a compound adjective. So mm -hmm. we have the example that Matt said. Can you give us another one, Lindsay? Yes. Yeah. So here we go. The writers wanted to be audience centric. So they studied feedback from focus groups. And of course, if you are a writer, you need to be writing for your reader. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Film writers, screenwriters, they're all trying to be audience centric, right? Who am I targeting? Mm -hmm. Who's going to want to see this? And you might have focus groups, you're trying to get feedback to make sure that you're focused on the audience. Yeah, certain shows are better at this than others, but it's always For interesting sure. when you see shows pull in modern trends. One show that was really good, really audience centric was The Good Doctor. Did you ever see that, The Good Doctor? Yes, I liked that show. I'm I'm not caught up though. I need to go yeah, back. Yeah, I think they're coming back with another season, so you okay. have some work to do before. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that show really does a good job of looking at modern trends in society, like politics, things that we're talking about, not just in the political level, but on the social level, right? Human beings, identification, they bring it all into the show. So it yeah. feels so real, like this could happen in real life. Absolutely, which is so important if you're going to really grab an audience, engage an audience. If you at work are doing a presentation, leading a meeting, you want to be audience centric. You want to be thinking mm -hmm. about who are you presenting to and how will this come across? Yeah, and I love the next one because it's super important. Customer centric or client centric. Customer versus client, any any uh, sense of the difference there? Aubrey? Yeah, right. So when you are selling to someone, anyone purchasing a product, we usually would call a customer. Mm -hmm. Whereas if your business is working with another business or a company, then we'll often call them a client. But sometimes we use these interchangeably. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. So any sample sentences we could use here when it comes to the customer centric and client centric? Yes, we might say product sales are down. I'm not sure we're as customer centric as we need to be. Mm, really important insight. <laughs> yes, right. You know, right. You have to really always know what your customer is interested in, what they need, or sales are going to go down. That's inevitable. Yeah, you have to, and you have to be willing to be honest. Or if you're running a company at a leadership level, or even you just need to make a suggestion, we need to be honest with ourselves of what we're doing wrong. Right. Yes, so and good. open to pivoting and changing what we're doing if uh, we're not customer centric enough. Yeah, it's true. What about Here's client centric? Another... Let's give another example. Yeah, here's an example. So they lost the contract when they weren't client-centric enough. Nice. Yeah, so you could see this happening, right? If we're not focused enough on what our client needs, you could lose a contract. You could It could cause great repercussions. Yeah, for sure. And it could take you by surprise too sometimes, right? If you're a consultant, for example, working with a company and they make new budgets, uh, you always want to be looking for feedback from your client. If you're a consultant, you have a client, a large company, look for feedback on your work, right? That's always good to do. Yeah, Absolutely. good stuff. All right, another one we see often is kid-centric. I see mm -hmm. this a lot when I'm looking for activities and events to take my kids to. I might see something described as kid-centric, meaning we've thought about the kids, right? They're the focus. Yeah. We're going to make sure there are activities for them. Yeah, for sure. So for example, the the event was definitely kid-centric with most of the activities appealing to young children. Yeah, I wonder how that is as a mom trying to navigate options for the weekend, right? And and you know, what balance how do you find a balance between something you want to do and enjoy? And something yes. that is designed for the kids. What do you what do you usually do, Aubrey? As it's a mom? especially tricky for us because we have older teenagers oh, yeah. and then sort of a gap and younger kids as well. So it's very difficult to find something that's entertaining for both the older kids and the younger kids and myself. <laughs> 
right? And me as well. It's hard. Every now and then we'll find some type of festival or activity where they've really covered all their bases. They're kid-centric, they're teenager-centric and adult-centric. Yeah. And so, yeah. What about just like a baseball game? I feel like that could work. Could that work? Something like that is perfect, right? My uh, husband recently took all of the kids to a hockey game. Oh, yeah. And they all loved it. Like they loved the food and the snacks and the exciting game. Like a lot of things are just good for all ages. Oh my God. My brother, my niece plays hockey, actually youth hockey. And my brother loves to take my niece to hockey games. That is, yeah, any kind of sporting event, because they always do fun things for teenagers on the, on the TVs, the big TVs and and games for kids. Mm -hmm. And then of course, as an adult, you enjoy the game and the conversation. So that's a good way to go. Absolutely. One more example, you might say, let's make sure the fundraiser is kid centric since many families with children will be attending. So if you're planning an event, you'll want to think about who's going to be there. Does it need to be kid centric or adult centric? Mm -hmm. It's like, who are we focusing on? Yeah, I love it. So good. This podcast is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Do you have any big trips planned this year? Do you need to brush up on your English skills for travel? Well, I'm heading to Panama in April. So I logged into the Rosetta Stone app and I toggled to Spanish. I selected my level, which is intermediate, and my goal, which is travel. And the system created my study plan, just like that. So now all I have to do is follow the plan. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program because it immerses you in the language. You learn naturally and intuitively by acquiring phrases, then sentences, Then you're ready for full conversations and of course, connection. And with Rosetta Stone, you improve fast because there are no translations into your native language. I also love that it's available on desktop or as an app. Don't put off learning that language, especially for a big trip. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, All Ears English listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash A-E-E. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash A-E-E today. Okay, Aubrey, so do we have an important caveat, a little grammar piece we want to let our listeners know about here, something they need to know? Yes, the punctuation is tricky when you're adding centric to a word. Mm -hmm. You will have a hyphen between the noun and the adjective centric becomes a compound adjective when there it is before a noun, right? So for example, an audience-centric presentation means a presentation that's focused on the audience and you would hyphenate audience-centric This can Mm -hmm. be a little confusing because not every word with centric is a compound adjective like this, like the word egocentric, ethnocentric. This is a word on its own. And so there's no hyphen. Yeah. And so there's a lot more to learn. We can't cover all of this today, guys. We want to send you back to another episode uh, that is 1901. Does English grammar make you happy go lucky? Talking about compound adjectives, but just to get a quick gist, right? If I can bring my dog to a hotel, which is always good to find a dog friendly hotel, we would say, is this a dog friendly hotel? Aubrey, would we need a dash there, a hyphen between dog and friendly? Yes, because it's a compound adjective before the noun, Uh, dog friendly mm -hmm. hotel, it would be hyphenated. But Mm -hmm. Lindsay, what if you say, is this hotel dog friendly? How does the punctuation change? 
So we don't need the hyphen when it comes after that noun. Is this hotel dog friendly? All right. So at that point, it's no longer needing the hyphen. So guys, if you're confused about this, first of all, you're not alone. A lot of native speakers are confused about this. Absolutely. We see a lot of mistakes made by native speakers as well with these. Yeah. So go over first, listen to that episode. And then, you know, a tool like Grammarly is super helpful for this kind of thing, right? I use Grammarly inside my emails uh, just to make sure I'm not making these little mistakes and you can find resources to help with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we use this with many different words, right? You might see millennial centric, Gen X centric, female centric. And at one point, it was definitely becoming overused. And when I was looking this up, I saw an interesting article in the New York Times by huh. Philip Corbett. This is from 2013. And he was really passionate about the fact that we were using this too <laughs> much. He said that he had counted 150 times that centric had been added to make a compound adjective that year in 2013 in the New York Times. And then he compared it to previous years. He said in 2000, that was only 72 times and just 24 in 1995. So it really, it really spiked in usage there, didn't it? It ramped up. I love it when linguists get passionate. I love yes. reading the, in the New York Times, the linguist columns. I would love to interview a linguist from the New York Times in the opinion column about language because there's so much that can be said there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's interesting to think about how things have changed. Maybe he inspired a movement, but I don't yeah. know about you, Lindsay. I hear this every now and then, but I'm certainly not seeing it in every article, right? It's a little more rare, I think, than it yeah. was when he wrote that article. Well, it's funny because I'm trying to think because that's right around the time that our show, All There's English, was born. We were born mm. exactly at that time, the fall of 2013. And I'm trying to think what was going on in the culture at that time that would cause that word to be so commonplace, right? Interesting. That is interesting to think about. It could be social media was kind of having its peak. I think, I feel like social media, Facebook kind of peaked around 2010, 2011, 2013. And maybe it was talking about brands, again, becoming more customer centric because they're connecting on social media all the time. Yes. And this, he has a list, an exhaustive list of all of the words that had been seen in New York Times. And it was a lot more like they would just say like window centric. This house is window centric, chair centric. Like we were adding Weird. it to all kinds of words that now we're a little more um, picky about the words we add centric to, it seems like. Huh. Okay. That's fascinating. I like to go back in time and see what was going on in our heads at that time, but different time, different era. So Aubrey, do we have a role play here? Yes, let's do it. You and I are planning an event in this role play. All right, here we go. I saw the posters that were printed and I really like them. I agree. They're very customer centric and I think will appeal to the crowds we're hoping to draw. Definitely. I know the marketing team was trying to be audience centric and I think they nailed it. Are we expecting many kids to attend? I noticed the activities weren't very kid-centric. That's a good point. We may want to add some kid-friendly entertainment. Okay, nice. nice. We used a few here. You can see mm -hmm. how, and this didn't feel unusual to see a few different ones in a conversation, yeah. but as far as you know, adding it to just any word, we, you know, we might, might not say crowd-centric, marketing-centric. We're a little, uh, we're not as free with it, I think, as we once were. <laughs> so maybe look for other options. Maybe we can do a follow-up episode where we give our listeners other options, you know, outside of yes. the centric, more vocab. What, what could we use that could what say this in a way say? that's not so heavy on centric, right? So 
you know, you said, I agree. They're very customer centric. Right. And I yeah, think that so will about these posters, right. They're appealing to the customers we're looking to draw, meaning yes. to attract. Yes. I love that. And then what did, what did I say after that? And you said the marketing team was trying to be audience centric and they nailed it. So the marketing team was really thinking about who is our audience here? Who's going to be interested in this event? Yeah, I love it. And then you said, are we expecting many kids to attend? I noticed the activities weren't very kid centric, right? So centered around kids. Right. So if there are only like beer gardens and dart boards <laughs> and we know lots of families with kids will be coming, then we might yeah. say this like, oh, this isn't very kid centric. Yeah, that leads to an opinion question here. When it comes to weddings, Aubrey, uh, what is your opinion on kids invited or kids not invited? Like, what do you think is, I guess it's personal preference, but if you are getting I today, personally prefer kids not invited yeah. because as a parent of many children, it's nice to every now and then have an opportunity to get dressed, eat, dance, and not have yes. to worry about where are my kids, how are, who, you know, how are they doing? And yes. so I understand when people want to make it kid-friendly and they'll invite the kids, but I yeah. do feel like it's nice for parents to have an excuse sometimes to get a sitter and go out without the kids. 100%. That's how we did our wedding. We were very clear, you know, it's except for my niece was allowed to come. So she got a pass, <laughs> yeah. the one kid. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but basically no kids. And actually our friends said, thank you, because we want to go away for the weekend. We want to fly to Colorado and have a fun weekend as a couple. You know? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I agree. And no offense to you know anybody <laughs> who would rather have an event and have it be very kid friendly. As far as weddings, sometimes you can have you know, sort of a kid centric activity earlier in the day. Yeah. And then an adults only dinner reception dancing at night. Right. So you can yeah. kind of have the best of both worlds. It's true. It's true. So anyways, good stuff. Just want to know because I feel like people have strong opinions sometimes yes. about those things. <laughs> Very interesting topic. Um, maybe that'll be our poll for today. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh, yes, so love any final takeaway for our listeners today? Yes, guys, adding centric like this does make your speech more native and natural. Use it to connect in English, but definitely be careful not to overdo it. I like your idea, Lindsay, of having a follow-up. All the different ways we could say this, because if you're saying centric over and over and over, you might inspire another New York Times writer <laughs> to get very passionate about scaling it back. Yeah, you never know when you're going to see yourself in the New York Times, the uh, right. linguist columns say, ooh, that's me that they're griping about. <laughs> ooh, guilty. Raise your hand. Guilty. <laughs> that's hilarious. Maybe go back in time and talk with some of your native speaker friends, guys. What was happening in 2012, 13 that caused this word to be so commonplace? I don't know. Yeah, we have to go back in time. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Aubrey, thanks for being on the show today and talk to you soon. Awesome. See you next time. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Indeed ist das perfekte Instrument für Arbeitgeber, um Personal zu finden. Haben Sie ehrgeizige Einstellungsziele für dieses Jahr? Indeed als starker Partner für Recruiting macht es Ihnen leicht, sie zu erreichen. Warum stundenlang auf verschiedenen Jobbörsen nach den richtigen Kandidaten suchen, wenn es mit Indeed ganz einfach geht? Finden Sie schnell und gezielt die besten Mitarbeiter mit den leistungsstarken Tools von Indeed.com. 
Mit Indeed können Sie ganz bequem Videobewerbungsgespräche planen und durchführen und brauchen keinerlei zusätzliche Tools. Die hervorgehobenen Premium-Stellenanzeigen generieren durchschnittlich 50% mehr Bewerber. Was Indeed so stark macht, ist die wirklich einfache Rekrutierung. Indeed nimmt Ihnen durch seinen All-in-One-Ansatz und die Premium-Stellenanzeigen die Arbeit ab. Heben Sie eine Anzeige hervor und sofort nach Veröffentlichung werden Ihnen alle Bewerber angezeigt, deren Lebensläufe zu Ihrem Stellenangebot passen. Jetzt Mitarbeiter auf indeed.com-podcasts2 finden und 75 Euro Guthaben erhalten. Also indeed.com-podkatz2. Dieses Angebot ist nur für einen begrenzten Zeitraum gültig. Es gelten die allgemeinen Geschäftsbedingungen.